Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Portal to the Paranormal Thriller podcast. I hope everyone is doing really well. Uh, tonight we have another great show with another great guest. Uh, we will be joined by paranormal investigator Mickey York. Uh, we had him on the show when we first started going way back, um, so it's going to be really good to catch up with Mickey, see what he's been doing since we last spoke. We'll do a bit of a refresher with him. Um, as always, guys, if you've got any questions or anything you want to ask, maybe chuck them in the comments and we'll get them answered. But let's bring them on now then. Hey, Mickey, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? All good, man. All good. good, good. Thank you um, for taking the time out of your day to join us and have a chat. Um, like I just said, the last time that you were on was when we first really started our podcast. So a lot has gone on since then. But just as a refresher, do you want to give everyone a bit of an insight of how you got into the paranormal? What put you all started in this? Uh, probably how a lot of other people did, watching Most Haunted back in the day. Yeah. Obviously, it was the first sort of thing that was on TV. And I remember watching it when I was younger with my mum and dad, thinking, wow, look at that. That looks well cool. So, uh, yeah, I watched that for a few years. And I thought... Maybe I could do that, get some friends together and just go out to a cemetery or something, see what happens. Local woods, you know. Went and from there. Went from, so went from there, really. Cool, cool. And when you first started out, what kind of things were you drawn to try out? Like with equipment or were you just trying to use your own, <laughs> to you be know, on, sort of... To be honest with you, I, haven't, I wasn't the sort of person that when I was young, I'd see like my nan at the end of the bed or... I never, I never really saw spirits until I started doing this and opening up my mind. Um, but like, going back to your question, um, it was just to be fair. I, I got into the paranormal, and I remember going on my first ghost hunt up in York with uh, Richard Felix. And at that point, I was going on these different. I wouldn't. There were like workshops. I'd say they were and i was doing like pendulum work table tipping ouija boards so pretty much the the event you know like the paranormal event teams them sort of um things so yeah that's how i started i didn't didn't use equipment at the time so it was really just like the basics dowsing rods them sort of things and going further into it now you you 
you're quite experienced in the field. You know, yeah. what kind of things do you use now, like techniques wise? Do you use like the Estes method or do you use technology? What are your thoughts on technology to start with? Uh, I'm definitely a gadget man. Oh, all the flashy lights, the noises, all that, all that shizzle, you know. Um, I do like equipment, but then over the years using it, you come to, to figure out how they work, why they work. And a lot of it I don't use anymore, to be fair because you, you find out it's flawed in many ways. Um, a bit like the SLS camera. Yeah. I, you know, you can walk around. I've got a portable one, and I also had one of the original ones that you'd stick on your laptop. Uh, but the portable one, you'd walk around, and because you, it's, it's trying to so desperately map something, it's just, like, giving you figures everywhere. And it's yeah. like, no, it's, it's not. It's, like, giving you false readings. So I don't really use that anymore. But... I do, I do like it if it's in one place, you know, if it's on a locked off corridor or something, it's not moving. There's nothing that can be like seen as, as a person, like a, a curtain. Cause obviously it picks up the different depths of the curtain in the background, uh, to any tables, door frames. So as long as there's none of that in it, then, um, yeah, I'm quite happy to use that. Cool. But, so what would you say is your go-to equipment to use then? If you was to pick something uh, for an investigation? It's got to be a spirit box. At one point, I think I had like 15 spirit boxes. I had all the ITC spirit boxes, loads of different hacked spirit boxes, you know. So, um, hey. Hey, um, so yeah, yeah, different, lots of different spirit boxes. Um, I think, you know, they all work differently. Some have radio bleeds, some don't. Um, some need a bit longer on the station to try and get the message, but... Yeah, definitely a spirit box. Brilliant. And with with the locations that you do, you know, each location yeah. have different history. Some good, some like quite, we say evil, like not evil, but some sad stories, shall we say. Does that change the way you go into an investigation? So if you know that you're dealing with something that, that you've been told by history that it's something quite a strong presence that could be there, does that alter the way you do things and the way you go into a location? To be honest, I don't really research a location. Obviously, if it's a famous one, you know the stories. You may have seen it on TV. You may have friends that have been there. Or you just know the history in general. Um, and if, if I do, then I obviously aim my investigation towards some of that because obviously you can maybe possibly get some communication with said spirit or whoever's supposed to be there. But hmm. normally, I just I would just probably investigate exactly the same in pretty much every location I go to. And so. you, you you said from doing this, it's opened you up, you know, to seeing more with with the naked eye. Yeah. Do, do you feel you know with, with your investigations that you've got to protect yourself a little bit more because of you know you've opened that mind up and like the third eye that people would call it. Do you, do you feel that you've got to do things to protect yourself before going on an investigation? I would say initially, yes. Uh, I remember the first time I went to the ancient ramen, and I, I was pretty, I was pretty scared. To be fair, I was like, "Oh, I have to get all this protection because there's demons here, and they're going to come and get me." Uh, but I don't bother anymore. To be fair, I don't. I never protect myself. I have had an attachment in the past that was with me for three months. Uh, that was a very dark time in my life. And then suddenly something happened and it just vanished. 
So, and I do pull it down to um, the location was Delapri Abbey in Northampton. So, and how how did you deal with that sort of attachment then? So you said it was a very dark time. First, mm-hmm. first what kind of things were you noticing that was happening? Um, it was pretty much everything really. I I didn't like anybody. I didn't want to be around my family, like my wife, my kids. I hated work. I was I was depressed. Uh, I had such bad luck. I had an accident, nearly chopped my thumb off. Um, it was it was it was not a nice place. I just didn't at the time. It's it's, it's hard to say because when I was feeling it, I knew something was there. You know, something was possibly dark, but I didn't do anything to get rid of it. If that makes sense, it was sort of it was nice, not nice to have, but. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I let it happen, basically. I didn't do anything to get rid of it when I could have done, because I knew it was there, but I didn't do anything to to, you know, to help me, help myself, really. So, so it was just one of those things, one day it just sort of released itself from you? Yeah, and... everything just changed. Uh, my luck changed. I felt happy again. I was happy in my day-to-day life. And, yeah, I could not... I can't explain, even to this day. And I was and... like... 10 years ago that was and going back you know having that sort of experience again Mm. did it deter you away from doing the investigation because you've carried on so so what made you feel that you could still go forward with doing the investigation with dealing with something that that changed your personality in that dramatic way Uh, i I don't know i just i just wanted to keep doing it because it's like an addiction really and i think I wouldn't say I'm the happiest person as a gen- <laughs> as a general uh, day to day, you know, like happy people. I do, I do like a moan. I do like the the negative side, possibly. And I think every location I go on at this time, anyway, I was taking little bits of negativity from that location, and it was building up on me after after the attachment. So right. it's weird. I sort of encouraged it, but I didn't. But I didn't, if you know what I mean. So it's, I don't know, it's weird. I, like I say, I think it's a bit like an addiction, to be fair. Well, it is, it is, um, you know, people run away from the darkness. We run into it to see what we can find. But with that sort of attachment, did you ever step back and think, was this something, and I don't use this frequently, but a lot of people would say, was it something demonic that was attached to you? You know, what, what is your thoughts on what, was around you at that for those three months i don't think it was demonic i think it was just a very negative spirit and he thought or she thought that they could affect me and obviously if that's what they want to do they're going to try it and i think it just it was getting what it needed from me basically Mm. so i just let it happen to be fair and you just rode the wave with it (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) brilliant and on that note with you know we're talking about demonic entities one thing that i've realized the more i've got into the paranormal field when you're when you're watching like the big youtubers and you know watching stuff on tv they're very quick to say if something flies off in a fast way or something feels negative they're very quick to say it's something demonic your thoughts on demonic entities, are they as real as the TVs make them? Or do you think it's just very rare to come across something like that? 
I, I personally think it's very rare. I mean, Zach thinks everything's a demon, doesn't he? So it's uh, it's quite difficult sometimes. Uh, but no, I I don't think I've personally had any interaction with a demon. I know someone that possibly has from a capture that they had in a, a location in London. But apart from that, I've never known anybody or seen anybody that's not on telly anyway, that's had experiences with a demon. So I'm not saying they're not real, but no, I don't, I think it's just like in life you get, you get bad people, negative people. And if you believe that's what happens, you pass over and you continue that sort of um, the attitude to the in spirit. So I think it's just a negative person. Just negative. And, and with the TV, you know, do you think that they, they paint a bad image of the paranormal field with the way they do things. You know, what's your thoughts when you think about the TV world of the paranormal to what we do? Uh, no, I love watching it. I love watching TV shows. They've got to do the job. Um, yeah. I know how TV works. I've been on telly. A very short time, but I was on there. I know how it works. They have they have ratings to get. The more scary, the better. The more activity, the better. Uh, so they are going to ham it up. But... No, I, I've got no problem. Like they say, it's for entertainment purposes. If, say, someone that we know was was doing normal investigations and we managed to get a TV show from it and they said, oh, you got to do this, you got to fake this, then it wouldn't be the same. So I... No, I've got no problem with TV people, what they do. They're, they're doing a job, end of the day. We do it because we love to do it. It's a, pa it's a passion. So... I think it's you have to look at it for two different perspectives, really. No, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Um, and with regards to yourself, then, so you, you've gone from watching, you know, Most Haunted, doing your own investigation. You know, what, if you say, like, your top investigation that you've done to date, where has it been? Because I know you've done um, investigations across the UK, but also in Ireland as well. You know, yeah. so... If we if we start off with the UK, where's been your best investigation that you've done, and what kind of things did you capture? Uh, it was quite recent. I think last year, uh, my local asylum, St Crispin's, um, it's been around since like eighteen ninety something. Uh, it's now closed down now, obviously, like most of them are, all the good ones. And there was a few of us. Um, also with us was Mark and Rich from West London Paranormal. And Rich is very much into the occult. Uh, he's okay. been doing it for 20 years. And he did a ritual. Uh, I'm not going to say what he did, but it was very intense. Anyway, let's just say that. Uh, we were underground in one of the cellars at the time. And we did this ritual and we went upstairs and we found a pigeon at the top of the stairs. Like, it was as if a pigeon had been taken off a tree and just put on the, and just put on the floor. Like, there was no signs of... It was dead, but how it died, we have no idea. There was no signs of blood, feathers, nothing. It's just uh, someone put it on the floor, and there you go. And we thought, <laughs> well, that's, well, that's a bit weird. And we just invested... We were looking at that. There's about, I don't know, eight of us. And then suddenly a massive rock came down the stairs at the end of the corridor. Now, there's no one else on the site. There's only us. And it's like, oh, you know, what was that? How did that happen? And 
it was just like the ritual had stirred something up. Now, I'm not saying it's a demon. He, they were like demonic stuff that was summoned, but if it was demonic that activity, I don't know. And then we had uh, Mark, we were on the staircase. We were like staggered up this massive stone staircase and we were asking things to happen. And Mark had a piece of like plasterboard about this big mm -hmm. came and smashed him in the face. Now he was at the top of the stairs. Everybody, he was like at the very top and everyone else was staggered down. There's no way that anyone well we couldn't have thrown it to get to that angle because it came straight and he was so much higher than everybody else plus the people that we were with we were trusting them obviously because we've known yeah. them for years and yeah it was just and it was caught on camera uh, it's just like wow and then we were getting voices and more bangs and it's just like wow you know so that ritual seemed to uh stir up some stuff you know <laughs> So that that was a good one. Brilliant. And what about in Ireland? Because you've done a few places in Ireland, is that right? Yeah, we've been to the the famous Hellfire Club, uh, where Satan himself is supposed to have been. Yeah. You know that's that that's the scariest place I've ever been in my life. And did you pick up anything or find anything whilst you were there? Uh, we had the first time we were there. Uh, there was just me and Mark again from West London. We went over to Ireland for a, a week and we were just the two of us inside uh we were getting voices growls things like that nothing nothing major to be fair like no no ghosts caught on camera or anything like that mm. it's mainly mainly audio really and we went back there again in february just gone and we had a lot coming out on equipment like on spirit box voice recorder alice box everything that seemed to correspond with what was happening in the room. Yeah. Like I, we were in this, the front of the building and you could see, I don't know if you, you know the Hellfire Club, yeah? Yeah. Or what it looks like, yeah. So it's just a big stone building with doors and windows missing. And you could see like the lights of Dublin in the distance. So you've got the, the window frame with the window there. And I saw a hand shadow come out like this from the, the solid center of the brickwork. And then about 20 seconds later on Alice box, it said hand. And it's like, wow, I've just seen that. And then That's it come out shadow, shadow hand. And it was a shadow hand coming out. And it's like, wow. And we had stuff in the spirit box answering questions that we were like relevant answers to what we were actually asking at the, at the time. So it was like that something was in the room with us so it's different activity than we got the first time. But again, Rich did a ritual this time because he came with us in uh, February. So he did another ritual and uh, was summoning. And it seemed to work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So brilliant. Um, you know, it sounds like you've had some great responses from doing the ritual side of things. But there's yeah. so many different types of, you know, we're, we're talking about audio evidence, visual yeah. evidence. Um, with audio, what's important? Because people say if you don't clean up like your EVP recorders, it can pick up things that make it sound like it's something paranormal. When when you go in and using your EVP recorders, do you also do you always ensure that you clear it, clear any data so it's all always freshly used, or do you believe that it can make a false reading of a, something paranormal if you don't clear the data on there? What like the files? You mean? 
Yeah, yeah. I never clear my files. I've got voice recorders that have got like 30, 40, 50 files already on there. You know, if it's going to record, it's going to record. I don't, I don't see the need to, to wipe everything and start afresh. Now, you could say for video evidence-wise, you could clear it and say, look, this is file one. I'm not playing back something I've made at home because some people have been known to do that. Okay. So it's like there's no files on this. This is my first recording. And they go, and if they get something and they play it back, obviously for the camera, then they can say, look, this is only one file and I've just recorded that and there you go. So there is that side to it, which I agree with. It can validate there's only one file there, but for any other reason, no, I wouldn't bother no, no. personally. Nah. And when we're thinking about visual evidence, you know, using the cameras, um, you know, we pick up a lot of dust particles, yeah. but people assume that they're orbs. You know, what's your thoughts on orbs? How can you determine if it's an actual orb or if it's a dust particle in your opinion uh it depends what camera you're using if you if you're filming on a phone and you've got a light uh, flash on then it's the light reflect reflection of the dust particles because of where whereabouts the 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 light is because back in the day when i first started i was talking to someone who was into photography who used to go on ghost hunts and he'd take like photos with a dslr camera yeah, and I, and I was saying to him, how how do you get like no orbs when you take flash? And he, he explained to me because of the distance of the the flash from the actual lens of the camera makes a big difference. So, but yeah, I I you do you do pick up um, orbs sometimes quite often, or the orbs like the ghost orbs. Yeah. Um, and in your, your opinion, not... what would you say would would you call an actual orb? How is there a certain pattern the way it shows itself? How would yeah. you say that an orb, in your opinion, would be an actual orb, not anything else like a fly or dust particle? I think the the way it, the way it floats on the screen, the shape of it. Sometimes you get you get like feather sized uh, light anomalies, and they're not they're not like dust particles because it's not that shape. You know, um, I have had a few that are quite interesting. I thought, oh, I'll keep that in my video or, or I'll highlight that because it's, it's, it's interesting. It's not normal. Obviously, you get the little round dots that go flying around or you get a fly that you can clearly, clearly see as a fly because it's got wings yeah. and it moves in a certain pattern. But yeah, there is the odd, the odd one. I think definitely the shape of it and because sometimes they're quite slow mm. and they like come into screen and stop and then they move slowly and they shoot off. I mean, well, who knows what that is? I don't really know. I think that's the thing, that we don't know everything, you know, as <laughs> much as we want to say that we do. But, no, you know, no. there's so, I think there's so many things that we haven't uncovered yet that we don't know about. It's just keep yeah. going and keep doing what we're doing. Um, and yeah. with that said, you know, with these haunted locations or, you know, with spirits that are still here, do you, do you think they're here because they, they don't know how to pass on? You know, in your opinion, why do you think there's so many spirits in these locations still? They still come through. You know, are they stuck? Is it the the saying that they got unfinished business? What do you think they're still doing here? I think it depends on the occasion that you're there. Like some famous places, it could be there could be an event happening there. Say, mm. like I don't know, the Queen died, and past queens or kings return because sometimes they're seen aren't they and these stately homes like uh, buckingham palace 
Tower Tower London. Uh, there could just be in visitation because there's a big major event happening. It could be that. I mean, I was uh, a couple of years ago. Was it last year? I was I was writing an article for the Daily Daily Star. That's mm. it. And they they said about when Prince Philip died. That's it. They said, do you, do I think that Prince Philip um, will be at his own funeral, like with the Queen? And I said, I'm sure at some point, if he's still around, the spirit of Prince Philip will come back and check on his wife of so many years just to see how she is. And then probably after the day, after the funeral, he'll see that she's fine and then he'll pass pass over or go wherever they go, you know, and then only probably come back if she was in trouble or, you know. So, so do, you, do you feel that spirits can come and go as they please then? So it's not that they're actually stuck here. They they just choose what they want to do. I think some are stuck, like ones that have died suddenly a horrible death and they weren't expecting it. Um, they could be stuck not knowing that they're dead even. Uh, but I do th- I do think mainly that spirits come and go when they choose. I hope so, because when I die, I want to do that. I want to go visit places and go on holiday in the spirit world, you know. Yeah, just go wherever you want to, just with a that'd, spirit. That, that'd be well cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, definitely. Yeah. So I hope, I hope that's the case anyway. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's the thing. I've said it before. We're not going to know exactly what's on the other side until we get there ourselves. And Exactly. You know, that's, a, that's a new chapter. Um, but, you know, people send, like, residual energies and things like that you know, that they're just playing the same thing over and over again because they're stuck in that pattern. So do yeah. you believe that that could be a case? And do you think that there's a way that we can break them away from that if we try to communicate with them? Or do you think it's just something that they replay and there's nothing we can do to change that? I think it's just a recording in time and that's it. An event that's happened. Uh, I'll give an example. I was, uh, I was at a show of... Uh, Adrian Perkins, a ghost detective, he writes, he's an author. He's been ghost hunting for like 50 years or whatever. And he told a story once, one of his shows. He said, this man was driving along and he had a terrible car crash. Yeah. And obviously come out the car through the window, whatever. Paramedics were there trying to save him and he died. Yeah. They brought him back to life. He went on to, you know, do his normal job, family, etc. And then a few years later, he was driving back down the same the same road where we had this accident, but he was coming in the other direction, and he saw himself and the car there. He saw the spirit of himself. Wow. That gives me goosebumps every time I say it. Yeah. Because I think when tragedy happens, your energy, obviously it's a horrible feeling, your energy is imprinted on that, that surface. And that's yeah. basically what a recording in time, I believe, is anyway. Uh, a major energetic event has happened and you imprint on that wherever you are. You know, Some things are obviously more um, easy to imprint on, like limestone, places near water, etc., where it's more energy, like natural grounding energy. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't think you could, you could, uh, interrupt that it's just how it is i mean you see reports of like in york i think there was um oh, there's a place in york i can't remember what it's called now um the treasure hole is it yeah um 
there was workers down there under like in part of the cellar or whatever and they were they were doing like structural work and they saw like roman soldiers walking through and out into the wall but they were only stomach height on the floor and obviously no one believed that but there was a historian there and they spoke about it and said yeah the, the original roman road was was that low underneath it that that would have been the height where their legs had been so their sort of waist area was level with the new ground floor so you know wow, so that's, that's amazing that's, that's and, oh, yeah that, that is amazing and with the with the spirits doing these sort of like um when people experience an apparition or the spirits communicate with us through the spirit box or whatever device is that because of the energy that we're building do you think or is it because they can just do it at any time? Because I, I was wondering, some, do you know when you're getting a response and then suddenly the response just completely dies out completely, like it mm. disappears? Yeah. Do you think that they're using their energy to the point that they've got to disappear and then rebuild themselves back up to be able to communicate again? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, well, I think they sometimes they, they just want to give us a message. Like we're asking all these questions. We're begging them to do things. Um, some do, some don't. But yeah, I think it takes a lot out of them. I mean, I presume anyway. Uh, like I said, we don't know yet till we're there. But yeah, there we're there, we can exactly, yeah. But there are obviously there's things we can do. They they drain our batteries and our cameras, etc. They they take the heat out of the cold and create heat, hot and cold spots to use as energy. You know, people use um, electricity, EM pumps, all that to try and help them. But like I say, mm-hmm. I think I do think that. There's always that time during the night, isn't it, where it just goes flat and dead. And it's like, yeah. oh, oh, well, you know, they've run out of energy. They've gone to bed now. <laughs> so, and, yeah, and, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the investigations that we carry out is we, we do it at night. And a lot of people refer to the witching hour. Do you believe yeah. that there's a certain point in the night or in the day where activity is higher? Or do you think activity will be the same? any part of the day, you know, depending on what the spirit wants to do. I don't really believe in the witching hour, to be fair. I don't, I've never experienced anything at three o'clock apart from nothing, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's normally flat by then. But no, I, I think you get a certain amount of time at that location. Um, but once that time is up, doesn't matter what time it is. It's, you know, you could have amazing, I've had the, Amazing stuff in the in the daytime. I go back at night and it's flat. So, yeah, I, I think it's if the spirits are still there. I think once you take their energy away and they've used it all up, you're not going to get nothing anyway. And do you think part of it is your intent when you go into locations? Like if you go in there, like um, how can I say? If you're going in there like a big ballsy person, you know, trying to be that alpha male, shall we say, for example. You know, it turns the spirits away. They don't want to communicate. Do you think that there's a way that we need to approach these locations and spirits for them to communicate with us? Very much so. If you went up to someone in the street and started shouting on them and being aggressive, they're not going to talk to you. They're going to go away. You know. So I think, yeah, I think they they do know our intent. I I also think that spirits know what what the future holds. I very much believe in that what they know what can happen 
uh, in the coming months, years. So I really do believe that they, they know what we're there for, why we're there, you know, what intent we have if we get some sort of communication. So, yeah, I think the best way to be is, is be honest with them, be nice, and uh, go from there, really. And ju just on that, following on from that, so you've been, uh, you've been nice, you've been honest about what your intent is, but then you feel that it's an energy that's being forceful and being quite, like, shall we say, a dominant energy that's yeah. trying to, a better word, bully you in a way. Um, yeah. would, would that change your thought? Would you push back then and be more assertive to that energy to push them back? Or would you still be nice to try and find out why they're being the way they are? Oh, no, I, I'd go full force. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to mess with me? That's it. You're, I've been nice. You know, we're not going to play ball now. And, uh, oh, yeah, I think so. You give what they give back, you know. If they're, if they're quite often, it's like they, they try and do stuff to women. They touch women or they, you know, you get, they swear on equipment and they're really aggressive. And it's like, no, no, you want to play, you want to play that game. We can play that. Yeah, I think once they they go past that normal level, I think yeah, why not? Definitely. No, and and you're saying about like women being a target at times to certain yeah, quite often. Spirits. Um, you know, w would you say that these are the kind of spirits that would have been the same in the in the living life as well? Then that they were, like you said, they just passed over and they're doing the same thing. Yes, um, I'll give an example in uh, the Tudor world in in Stratford upon Avon. Yeah, uh, they're, supposed, they're supposed to be a, a spirit of John, isn't it? That likes blonde women and weak men, apparently. And he was like convicted of being a rapist or something when he was alive. So they actually know. I think John Davis was his name. So they know the hist history of this man in in like as a person, a real person, and it seems to have carried on uh, into the spirit world as well. So when you talk about him when you're on a location. It's always the women that's affected, you know. It, like you say, it does seem to to carry on from the from the living, I believe, definitely. And with those sort of experiences, like you know, if it's one of those energies, will, will you cut your investigation offshore to avoid any like further attachments where you've experienced it before? Will, are you more, you know, cautious about what you're doing now to? uh no <laughs> you still no, no. I'm, I'm in it you know 100 percent. you know i'm not i'm not stopping or trying to end of the day i'm there to get activity to capture activity that's sort of i'm there however i do it you know it, it's a it's a free-for-all really yeah I, i've got no issues with with anything bad anything good um whatever whatever Exactly, whatever I can do. I don't see the point in going there protected so you won't you only get really nice spirits because like normal people, we're not always nice. Some people are horrible. There might be lots of horrible spirits. Yeah. You know, you you're there to communicate. I don't see the point in only getting like half of half of the activity. Really I don't see the point in that. No, no, I understand. I think a lot of people are scared by it and they sort of want uh, to ensure that they protect themselves. And and, and do, do you believe in protecting chance and, you know, things that keep you grounded? Do you think they, they actually work or do you think it actually blocks you off from communicating with spirits? 
I think it I think it stops you communicating with bad spirits. But like I said, I don't really see I don't see the point in going to these these haunted locations and I thought, yeah, I just don't see the point in protecting yourself. Maybe when you get home and you finish, yeah, that's fair enough. But beforehand, nah, <laughs> I, don't, I really don't. I really do not see the point in that. I think right. those people, I think to be fair, I think those people are more spiritual. Like they go to mm. spiritual churches, they're possibly mediums or they're sensitives. I mean, there's, it's all about personal choice, really. But I... I don't know. It's like driving a car with only three wheels. You know, you ain't getting far, are you? So, <laughs> no. you know, I, I want my fourth wheel. <laughs> and um, with that, with, with family and friends, they see that you do the investigation, especially when you think back of the attachment and the way it changed you. Yeah. You know, were your family like a bit concerned about you continuing in the paranormal field? You know, haven't faced that experience and the way it changed your personality, you know, to, like you said earlier, you didn't want to know anyone, you were no. depressed. Did that alter them, like, saying, Mickey, you need to stop doing this, or, you know, you need to be more careful? What? How did they... Because that they must have gone through that process with you over those few months. It was, it was a tough time. I don't think, personally, at the time, I really knew what it was. Mm. So... I just think my family thought I was being being a knob, really, and <laughs> going through some weird weird event in my life. Uh, I think it's only since it cleared, um, and I've thought about it, and I've spoke to people that were at the location as well on that night, mm. that they had similar reactions after that night as well. And then wow. I put two and two together and then started doing research. And I mean, it might not have been, it might not have been attachment, but what I was going through, I believe it was from what I know. So, well, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't say to me like, you should stop doing this uh, because I don't think they really knew what it was to be fair. No. And, no. and it has changed. The paranormal field has opened up so much more now, hasn't it? So, you know, a lot more people are into the paranormal and want to know more. You know, for, for yourself, going through the process from a beginner to now, you know, for a new investigator, what kind of advice, if they were to ask you, Mickey, what advice would you give me to get into the paranormal? You know, what advice would you give them? Uh, I would tell them not to be a fool. Don't believe everything you see. Try and um, find out the natural cause for every single piece of activity you get. And if you can't find... A reason for it a natural reason then it could possibly be paranormal it could be a spirit um but yeah don't don't be an idiot and think everything's a ghost it's not like the tv world because a lot of people see it on tv like i did and i thought oh wow i can do that and it, it's not the same it's when you stand <laughs> you stand in these cold places at night time and you're on, yeah, with a couple of mates, and it's freezing cold. You can't feel <laughs> your hands or your feet, and you get no activity, and you're there for a couple more hours. It's not fun, you know. It so is. Just... <laughs> you you got to be so careful what you're seeing on TV because you know I know you know when speaking to people from the TV world, 
that they can only show so much they don't show the full investigation because what they aim to do is show the pieces that they believe that they've picked up that is paranormal but yeah. we know from going to locations you could be there for up to six hours and you get very very small amount of evidence or sometimes even nothing but do you think sometimes that when we think we've picked up evidence do you think it's just your mind playing games with you because you are in a cold location you've been standing around for hours so your body's starting to wind down and getting tired do you think that your mind can play tricks on you that makes you think that there is something i think if you're tired definitely i think tiredness can be a major factor on what you see or what you hear mm. But for me, like I use equipment, so I've recorded it so I can watch it back when when I'm not tired. And I think, oh, yeah, that was good. I caught that. That said this, you know. Yeah. It wasn't my imagination. So, yeah, I, I do think it can play a part in it. But I think normally when you're tired, um, yeah. I mean, you can. I get affected quite a lot through feelings, like sickness yeah. ma mainly, if it's a location where people have suffered quite often i get sick um and it, it affects me that way now i can't prove that but it's just how i feel at the time mm. it may not be it may be other things that can cause that so but nah. i just don't know it it's like carlos just said paranormal is like playing stops there's time i said on my show you may get no evidence or a lot or a little it is it's is like a game isn't it it's it is. especially when you're it's like um i always say it's like going fishing you cast out the rod and yeah. you're waiting for that bite and sometimes the fish comes in it's really really small it's a bit <laughs> like paranormal it's such a small bite and it's just like you need to accept it for what it's for you don't necessarily going to get anything or you might get something it just depends on the night and yeah, I do. I do think that sometimes it's good to humble yourself to get nothing on an investigation. Yeah, I think I think people can get carried away with, like especially people who do filming on YouTube and that, like myself, and we just think, oh yes, it's well good. Look at this demon, blah, blah, blah. and sometimes you think, calm down, you know, it's not that good, and you just <laughs> you just need to, you know, just get get nothing one night. And they said, oh, okay, yeah, all right then. We'll start again another time. But that's the thing, though. People have asked me in, in the past, like, if you don't get nothing, why do you keep going? Why do you keep going out there when you're cold and you're tired throughout the night? It's because the hope. It's the hope that next time it's going to be amazing. The hope you're going to get something. You're going to get that one piece of evidence, and it's like, oh, my God, you know. That's no, what definitely. that that is exactly what we're waiting for. And no matter how many times we get knocked back, we get no evidence at all. We go again the next week because we want that bit of evidence. Do you yeah, know? I'll be happy so. once I get evidence with a chair lifting up in the air and noise. <laughs> that's me done. I'll be happy. I'll be like, look, I caught it. That's it. I'm done now. But no, yeah. you, you are you are right. And you know, talking about other um, parts of the paranormal, we, we were talking about when spirits pass over. Yeah. you know that they potentially move on you know do, do you believe that there is an afterlife where they can move on and live on somewhere else do you believe in things like reincarnation you know there's a lot of different theories and different beliefs there what's your thoughts on all that uh isn't re reincarnation a spiritual thing like uh, a religious thing 
I, I think is that, is that part of the religious burden that yeah, those so... spirits pass on, they could choose to be reconnite, reincarnated into something else. Yeah. Do, do you think that's that's something that generally works, or do you think that's just something religious based that we're not too sure on? If I got a choice, I'm not coming back as a dog or anything like that. Like I want to be, <laughs> I want to be Mickey, and that's it. I ain't being no one else. Because imagine that. Imagine you, you die, you pass over, you go through your reflection period, and it's like, right, right, Mickey, you can go back now. You can go back to the world, the living world, or you can remain in spirit. But if you go back to a living world, you're gonna, I don't know, you're gonna come out into someone else. Like, and imagine that wiping your memory. I don't know. I don't think I'd like that. That's. Yeah. But there is, what's that thing where people pass life regression, isn't it? Where they start remembering their past lives, and that you're you're Brian in in this life, but before you were David, and you remember bits of David's life, and it's like, oh my God, I used to live there. How I know that, I don't know. But no, I wouldn't want that. No, no, not for me. <laughs> well, so, so what would you? Would it be just a case that you pass on and you just go wherever you want to go? And yes. And yes. just have a have a fun on the other side. I want to jolly up, yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to go visit all the places in the world. I want to go back to this living world and scare the people that annoyed me. I want to go and scare the shit out of them. You know, that's 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 what I want to do. That'll be fun. Have a real go, good time. Yeah, go and see my my relatives and my friends that I miss because obviously I'm not with them anymore, and check that they're okay. You know, I'd, I'd like to do that. I like to think that is possible. And I'm I'm keeping that in my head that that is what happens, I think. And with upcoming, um, you know, things that you've got going on, have you got any upcoming investigations that you're going to be doing or where you're going to be doing them at all? I have. I am heading down south this Friday, actually. I am going filming with Entering the Unknown. Uh, we've got a couple of locations down there this weekend. So that should be good. Any um, locations that you can name, or I don't know them to be fair. Oh, you don't I'm... know? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm going down there to meet them, and uh, they're going to take me to locations. So that's all good. You know uh, where about south that you're going to be heading? Uh, Southampton, I think. Oh, our neck of the woods, then. So you'd be down here where we are. Is, it... Is that where you are? Yeah, yeah. We're in Southampton. Yeah. So... <laughs> Small world. So <laughs> no doubt, when we get talking after you've done it, uh, we'll most probably know the locations. And probably, I'll tell you yeah. what. You know, if you're ever down there again, there's a few locations that we would love to take you on. So if you want yeah, to meet up and do, it, do a night yeah, out yeah, with yeah. us, you know, we've got a few that we would, you know, I think, depending on where you're going to go this time, you know, uh, Southampton. Yeah, there's so many. I can name a number of locations, but, you know, until you get there. Um, yeah. So that's great. So you're going to be doing that. Anything yeah. else that you've got coming up? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of events in September with... Uh, paracon i'm going with uh i'm going in august i think uh we are camping out in some horrible woods with west london paranormal so cool. yeah i'm slowly slowly building up my calendar <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. and you know for you if is there a location you know if there if money wasn't an object and you could go anywhere to investigate is there a particular location that you would want to go to Ooh. Um, probably Alcatraz, to be fair. Yeah, that would be an amazing one to be able to investigate. Yeah, just the fact you're on that island and you know there's no one else there because they can't get there, you know. 
Plus, it's a prison. I've never done a prison, you know. I've always never done a prison. prison. Never done a prison. Always been priced out of prisons, you know. So I'm hoping to go on maybe an event at some point this year and try and get a a, a place on the prison because they they're so expensive to hire yeah. these places. And it's like ridiculous. Yeah, but, some of them are quite um, pricey, you know. Um, we, so. we, you know, it, the the prison, you know, Shepton, we did Shepton Mallet. And yeah, yeah. That, that was quite a cool location to do. Um, you know, so yeah, prisons. I, I would like one of those, um, you know, abandoned asylum hospitals to do. Do you know the, like the ones you see in America? They just yeah. look amazing. I would love to do um, something like that. Um, but with yourself as well, you also have a podcast that you do that's called Dads, Lads and Kebabs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and do you know, is, do, do you want to tell everyone what that's about? Like what? what your show's about uh it's me and my mate niall who i've known for like 15 years and basically every week we 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 film it and we talk shit two two mates talking shit and yeah it's it's just whatever we want to talk about there's nothing nothing censored all uncensored um nothing soft limits you know um yeah current topics uh we we started off we're on like episode 68 now i think so just over two years and we've gone from our, our childhood all the way up to the weird stuff that we do with marriages and divorces and buying houses and kids and you know tv shows paranormal stuff things you see on the news it's just it's like going down the pub without the pub and chatting to your mate, basically, and recording it. So, yeah, I love it. It's it's so nice and refreshing just to talk rubbish it for is, an hour with your mate. <laughs> it is it's very different. It's, I watched a few, um, you know, on the lead up to the, the event because I saw it on your profile and I was like, but that's not paranormal as such. So I was no, watching that. No, 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 you, it's not. Nice. You, you literally talk about whatever comes up. <laughs> yeah, um, some of it's a bit rude. Um, I, I think one of the one of the bits where you opened up about talking about um, uh, coffee that you were able to find that you couldn't find for ages, and yeah, 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 oh, you know, yeah. It's, it is is a laid back, Just laid random. back, and random fun, isn't it? Um, that, that you do. And where can yeah. people find that? Um, you know, I know that you're on YouTube with that, aren't you? Yeah, we're on YouTube. Uh, obviously, the filmed episodes, and then we are on all the podcast platforms, uh, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, all them, Amazon Music, every single podcast platform we're on. So, yeah, if you want to <laughs> go have a laugh at some two idiots, then, uh, you know, we'll welcome you along. Join the family. It is. It's, um, <laughs> it's definitely one to go and watch. You know, it's, you know it's definitely, as the topic says, dads, lads and kebabs. It's just, you know, it's a real fun show to watch. And... Yeah. You know, if you just want to chill out and just listen to, because a lot of it is really random. You know, it's just <laughs> random stuff that, you know, yeah. I think you come up with stuff and then Neil's like, well, that's different. And it's quite funny. <laughs> it's like you can see it's not scripted or anything. It's just no, pure not. laughter. And it's just like, wherever, wherever the, you know, because you also have um, friends come on as well sometimes, don't you? Like, different yeah, guests yeah. As well. yeah, we've had guests um, on, yeah. Yeah, we, we started, I think it was Niall's idea to start it off. He, he contacted me to do the podcast. I thought, all right then, I'll set it all up. And he just wanted to, I think, get 
a male's perspective of everything in life because you know a lot of the time men aren't listened to and men are told to man up and grow up you know and you know not be not be so weak but some obviously men's mental health is massive at the mm. moment as it has been for a couple of years and i think a lot of men i mean i don't talk about my problems i had really oh, i had a really bad six months last year at the beginning the first six months oh I, I was i don't know it, it was not a good time for me i didn't really talk about it and i should have done and it wasn't paranormal related but talking about it on the podcast it slowly got me out of it and you know it is it's good to it's good to talk especially men you know i'm sticking up for the men on this men men do need to talk more and it's okay not to be okay as they say so just need to chat have a coffee we mate you know give him a ring so uh, i i really do you know agree with what you're saying there i think you know mental health is a big issue all around but men i don't know why but you men find it very hard to open up and it just builds and builds to you know so i think you know if that's the aim that you have for the show is to encourage people then oh yeah definitely every episode to, yeah you know everyone needs to take on and again it's not serious it's it's a laugh and it just relaxes and you know <laughs> but i i think that is really true because mental health is a big issue and not saying anything you know women suffer as well but men seem oh yeah to obviously yeah, where, yeah you know what men seem to suffer but it's more hidden in the background that people don't know and the unfortunate thing is it does lead to you know some men not dealing it in the right way and no. you know so if we you know, if if that's going to help, all for it, go for it. It's a great thing to do, and yeah, yeah. you know, it is important. It's it's okay not to be okay, and it's okay for men to cry as well. Because I exactly, I, yeah, you know we're, we're going off um, the paranormal, but you know, one thing I would say, you know, a lot of people, and I've been a victim of this myself. You know, you think if I cry, especially being married, having kids, yeah. you think, do you know what? I'm showing weakness, but actually, it isn't. It's showing that you're human and you need help. Everyone needs help and there's nothing wrong with that. Very you know, much so. so I, I think that's a great a great show that you're doing. And that's, if that's the aim of it, you know, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I hope more people will get involved and, you know, watch <laughs> you guys. And like I Thank said, it is, it's just a funny, funny show. Uh, Mickey, one minute he's coming in like, you know, and then next minute it's, you know, and I, I like Noel because he's more... He seems more of a reserved person that time. You know, he just like, yeah. it is, is a cool show. So, no, definitely. And what about um, for, for yourself? We're going back to the paranormal. Have yeah. you, do you do a podcast dedicated to the paranormal as well? No, not anymore. I used no? to. No, not anymore. Is there any reason for that? Or you just decided uh, to take a different direction with it? It's, uh, it's with people I don't associate with anymore. So. Oh, okay. So, so well, well, maybe you should start one on your own because I know you I'd, did a reaction, like didn't you? You did one where you're reacting on like a certain change, so and I thought that was quite good as well. Yeah, you know, well, the, the, new, the new Ghost Adventures episode, I think that was the one, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's quite, I, I thought our new episode's out, not been out for a year. I'll make a video about it, you know, and try to comment, commentate on the activity they're getting, so yeah. No, it's, uh, it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, just to end off, um, yeah. where can everyone find your stuff, Mickey, if they wanted to check out 
you know, again, your podcast, your your paranormal stuff, where's all your stuff that they can find you? Uh, so my podcast, Dad's Lads Kebabs, on basically great, great any fun. platform. Just search for it, you'll find it. Um, my personal paranormal stuff, Mickey York on YouTube, uh, The Real Mickey York on Instagram and on Twitter, and Mickey York Ghost Hunter on Facebook. And I think there's a new Roku channel, Ghost, is it Ghost Planet oh. TV or something? Oh, on the Roku Ghost Network. Planet. Network, that's it, yeah. That was released tonight, I think, at six o'clock. I've got a channel on there, Mickey York Ghost Hunter, so I've got episodes on there. Uh, I've not seen it yet. I need to get a Roku box. (laughs) So (laughs) So you're on there. I haven't got one. I haven't got one yet. So, yeah, Uh, that's going to be on there as well. So that's absolutely brilliant. So you're going to be on on that platform as well then. And that's showing your investigations that you're doing then. Yes, yeah. Basically, the ones from YouTube, but on the bigger screen. Absolutely brilliant. So that's so, that's yeah. fantastic. Brilliant. Well, I, I just want to thank you again for being part of the show tonight. It's been great to catch up with you, find out what's been going on and you know, um and like Mickey said, definitely go and check out his podcast. It is a laugh. And if you just want to relax and it you know, not scripted, his podcast is the one to go and check out. Um it'll be yeah. great to to have everyone involved especially for the men you know if you're struggling and you know yeah. just just watch the show and even make a comment you know because yeah. i'm sure mickey will reach out and talk it yeah. is a great show to be part of but yeah they can come on the show if they've got something to talk about gladly have anybody on the show so. there you go so it's an open invitation then so definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely do it um but again i just want to thank you for coming on I'll let you thank get you, on with your evening. It's been great. Thank to you so much. You. It's been awesome coming on the show. It's, time's flown, hasn't it? It's like 58 minutes. It's like, wow. I went yeah. well quick. Do you know, once you get into the swing of it and everything, yeah, it just yeah. flies by, doesn't it? And, you know, what I don't like doing is going overboard and then boring everyone, you know? Yeah. So you've got, you got to find that, you know, grace point. But it's been yeah. great to catch up with you. And it'll be great to catch up with you after you do your investigations down south. See where you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can have a chat. Yeah. And and then we can work out about where you can come with us. And then we can yeah, do some yeah. stuff with you at other Definitely. locations that you may not have done. Um, but for now, I'll let you go, Mickey. Again, thank you for coming on. Thank, it's been great. So and we'll catch up with you real soon. Cheers. Thanks, See you in a bit, Cheers. everybody. See you later. Bye. What another great show. Um, Mickey has done loads. Um, we'll be definitely looking forward to getting um, an update from him, especially where we now know that he's going to be doing some investigations down here. And what we will do is hopefully get him on an investigation with ourselves. Um, just wanted to mention a few things before I go. With Portal to the Paranormal, um, our next investigation will be at Brownlands Theatre in um, July. I think it's the 8th of July. Um, so if anyone wants to join us on the investigation, um, go and head to our website and check out um, that investigation. We do have a number of other investigations throughout the rest of the year. One that we're excited about, we are doing our first junior investigation where we're getting juniors to join us on the investigation for a workshop. So parents, if you want something to do during the six weeks holiday, um, check that out um, on our website is www.portaltotheparanormal.co.uk and for the junior investigation we will be at the uh, Murchison Hall and I think that's in Hornding 
in Portsmouth. Um, so definitely um, get booked on. We would love to. The, the purpose on the junior one is to give them an introduction into the paranormal and how things are done. You know, so we're going to do a workshop with them, talk about equipment, talk about different techniques that they can use. And then afterwards, we're going to do a mini investigation where we go right low light in investigation where we'll go around the location and they can do a bit of spirit box use some cat balls so really good um introduction for the juniors and at the end of it they will be presented with a certificate of completion of that investigation and workshop um if you do have any questions about any of our investigations or events that we got planned please do reach out with us um through facebook um or on our website and then one of us will answer back to you uh, we will be back soon with another episode of um, Portals of the Paranormal for the podcast. So to keep an eye out for um, any updates on our Facebook page. Um, but for now, I just want to thank everyone for joining this evening. Again, thank you to Mickey for joining. And we will see you soon. But for now, take care. Have a great rest of the week with this fantastic weather, if you're having great weather. And we will catch up with you all soon. But for now, I'm going to say my goodbyes and enjoy the rest of your evening. Bye.